0: I said a hey, yo. You know what I mean? We are definitely here. And that's where the razor Ramon. You get what I'm saying? And damn. You know what I mean? Like first the Fat Boys break up, then slaughterhouse break up. Then niggas got a problem with Hove. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I me mean, shit. So there's a lot of it's a lot of conclusions happening on now nowadays, man, that we gotta get into, man. You know, it's Apparently, unfortunately, and officially, it is the end of the bodega, man. You know what I'm saying? For the bodega boys, you know, we're going to get into that. But before we get into that, of course, just want to shout out to all the people like I do every episode. Of course, this is episode 30, motherfucking six. You know what I'm saying? I had to take a moment because I'm getting to that point where. We forgetting the numbers, bro, on the episode, so you're just going to have to rock with me. You know what I'm saying? But I say that to say shout out again to all the people out there, all my beloveds, you know what I'm saying, that's watching and listening to the pod, you get know what I'm saying? Um, YouTube definitely coming soon. But, you know, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, all the regular DSPs shit, you know, all blessings. And, and, and again, like I said, YouTube is definitely coming soon. So stay tuned for that, and shout out to y'all patience, man, because y'all been rocking with me solely for audio, but we have more bigger plans for for the love, you know what I'm saying? So definitely appreciate y'all patience, and the G-Day is approaching up, man, aka the one-year anniversary of the pod for the love, man, so September 1st, stay tuned because we looking to give y'all something for that, you know what I mean? And we gonna keep it rocking and keeping it funky, you know, and always of course always drink them waters drink them aguas because as it gets hot as a bitch out here you gonna pass the fuck out if you're not hydrated you feel what i'm saying so just know that that was my life tip for the day you know and we're gonna keep it going but you know today we in july 2022 you know what i'm saying as far as getting to the end point of the month we already enter in august and as far as the hot shit You know, like I said, man, it ain't it ain't no more bodega cats, man. I don't know what's going on, man. Apparently, Deezus and Mero are over, and honestly, it's not even apparently; it is officially the case. You get what I'm saying? There's no more Deezus and Mero, and now this part of the segment of the pod is for all my Twitter heads, all my you know internet thugs, and all of that shit. Because if you know these guys, this is Deece is nice and the kid Mero representing the Bronx and representing the Bodega, you know what I'm saying, representing the 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 Blue Yankee, all of that shit, man. You know, there was representing the borough in the city. You know, they started from Twitter just for the people that don't know these are two personalities, huge personalities for the culture who met through Twitter um as far as the progress of the show Dieses and Merle. we known them through Twitter, and they came up from that, and eventually landed a pod, and then went through Vice, and then from Vice they went through the last channel, which was Showtime. Now, apparently, it hasn't came out yet. As far as the why, nine times out of ten, we can only assume that it was creative differences or personal situations of course it hasn't came out yet recently the kid merrow appeared on Mav Hoffa's expert opinion podcast and shout out to math Hoffer because he's killing it in that space where he's bringing important guests on his shit to talk so it's it's hilarious or rather f- um telling because it was just in perfect timing that math had this material right after the situation with the Deces and mero split uh going on. So, you know, check that out. It's on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? And that's uh Mav Hoffa been appearing with mero but it's a clip of mero discussing the relationship and the situation with him and DJ Envy and the situation with him and Deces as far as the relationship and this was before we knew of the breakup, of course, for the show, Deces and Merrow. So, of course, the breakup means that there will be no more Deces and Merrow production as far as on Showtime. They just officially ended season four and there would be no more seasons of that. And, of course, it's a sad day for the culture because these were two loved ones that came together organically and just gave great content to the people. I remember when they was on Twitter flaming DJ academics one time and then on top of flaming him on Twitter, they proceeded to do a whole podcast and slandering the nigga at the same time and dropped the pod the same day just to see the whole act. Like it was just legendary moments, man. You know what I'm saying? And to see that they went from that to a whole Soul Time production, which was and is a premium channel is legendary in itself so definitely shout out to them and even recently they just was at the mlb all-star game you know what i'm saying they was at the celebrity game and all that shit so contractually they were still doing legendary shit as far as like the all-star game with um the baseball motherfuckers they had the situation with jita with the interview, because Jeter has his uh his documentary with the captain, and I'll probably speak on that a little later, you know what I'm saying? And then they had classic guests, like they had Denzel Samuel Jackson this season, so this season was wild, you know what I'm saying? It was actually, like, in a way, getting started, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, not to sound corny or cheesy, but it's like to see their whole journey and to see at the moment, as far as this past year what they was actually doing gave you a sense of that they was actually just starting the shit you know what i mean but of course from even the outside looking in when you apply large bags and i mean like real large bags to a friendship or a relationship or whatever type of bond you could think of nine times out of ten that bag is going to change everything. Because I don't care how you give it up. I don't care about your character. I don't care how good you are as a person. Because it's not about you being an evil motherfucker. It's just at the end of the day when you present this type of bag and put that in the table. And it's like when you throw that bitch on the floor and you just stand and look at that motherfucker. It's kind of like now what? And then from that now what? It's like oh we don't know how to be organic no more. Because it ain't organic no more. It's about this now. So we can only imagine what the hell caused the riff, but there was a riff, you know what I'm saying? And I do want to say also shout out to the God Deez is Nice and the Kid Mero because for the past couple years, y'all definitely gave us wholesome content and not only wholesome but relatable and factual, you know what I'm saying? Because the shit that they were saying, was funny as hell but it was a fact like they really met that shit but it came off funny you know what i mean and definitely you know sad but you know things gotta move on life gotta go on you know them good brothers are gonna be fine and i do believe at a later point that they will come back because i do generally feel like they did fuck with each other they had a, a a brothership but the money or something contractually that has something to do legally with the whole partnership caused that riff for them to go separate ways because that's the only logical thing that would make sense unless it was like some other shit personally that caused the riff and we don't know at that point but speaking from the show the only thing that makes sense is like a money thing and like like the joe button situation with rory and maul how that became an accounting issue allegedly and more so the money is what caused that spliff towards other things you know what i'm saying so that could be the case but going forward again just want to thank the bronx brothers the bodega bros and like i said with my assumption and my beliefs i hope i'm right and that would even cause for a greater situation just to see the 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 good goons come back and just give us some good laughs like we was used to and also not even just about the laughs but give us a a pure understanding that even though you have differences that it's possible to come back as human and be that team again with a better understanding you know what i'm saying so definitely on that note for the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> shout out to the Bodega Boys, you know what I mean, you know, big, big inspos as far as for the love, you know what I mean, just want to send y'all the flowers, but we here, you know, for the love is here to stay, you know what I'm saying, it's only, you know, the God, the good cu. we here, man, you know, it's a lot of music, a lot of shit, a lot of, you know, culture shit, sports, I'm seeing Kyler Murray getting 40. $8, seven million dollars and all he did was take these niggas to the playoffs that shit is crazy and matter of fact we're gonna we gonna keep it in the sports because it's just like damn like we, like it's what the fuck like you don't gotta do anything now to get the bag and i know i sound like i'm hating because it's like a, a pocket watching question but it's like bro the motherfucker got nearly 50 million dollars and this is Kyler murray uh that plays for the arizona cardinals got forty nine million dollars. My bad. That's forty-six million dollars per year because the total was for two thirty and a half million dollars in five years, being now the second highest paid quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers, and he ain't even win a playoff game yet. That to me is like, you know what I'm saying? And then, granted, shout out to eight because that's my quarterback. You feel me? Like on my on my to shit. Like that's my quarterback. Like, eight ain't even get paid yet. So if Kyler Murray got the 48, 7 million, then I know Lamar touching at least 50. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Curtis. You know what I mean? I know Lamar touching 50. And part of me is like, they need to pay this nigga yesterday, but then I don't blame them at the same time for waiting it because the last time we did that shit, we shot ourselves in the foot. And the way we did it with Flacco, it made sense because right after the ring, That's when we gave him the contract, and right after that, he start playing like trash. Check down Joe shit, you know what I'm saying? But, again, all that, and because we for the love is no hate. I want to see a man, especially that look like me as a black man, do his shit and provide for his family. But at the same time, speaking of the game of football and the sport, it's like, how did you get that 49? You know what I'm saying? But fuck all that. Ravens is going undefeated. I got all smoke for niggas that think otherwise. If you want to make bets, contact me on my phone number. You have my phone number. So don't ask me my phone number. And if you don't, then just DM me on my social medias and we will reach Beloved because we're going to get these bets done. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Baltimore because that's like another city that I love or the strength of Flock City. You know what I mean? And that's on. Ray J, because everything we do is for the love of Ray J. You understand? Just think about that one. And that's either here or there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but continuing on with the pod, you know what I'm saying? Three Six. We got a lot of music, a lot of new music out there between singles and albums. You know, Meg and Future got their track Pressure that came out. A lot of people I'm hearing is talking about Division new record where they sample song Cry. Apparently, it's the most toxic shit niggas ever heard, and that leads to the conversation of toxic behavior, because a lot of niggas is saying out there that, you know, motherfuckers is too old to be making, "in quote, toxic R&B or toxic music, and my only response and question to that is, if there's real-life toxic behavior going on, then what the hell do you expect? For niggas to speak on, as far as music and reporting the shit that they go through in real life, especially R and B singers, singers are more so going to reference and speak on the things that they go through, as far as love life or personal life or whatever in regards to real life. So, with that being said, if you add toxic behavior, what else do you think they're going to sing about? You know what I'm saying? Now, part of me agree that. As you get older, you shouldn't be toxic, but it's like, I mean, shit, you know what I mean? Like, with Pusha and Griselda, all they fucking know is street shit. So what the fuck you think they gonna talk about? They ain't gonna get on the track and and start talking about hotels and how big their rooms are, you know what I'm saying? No, they gonna talk about them bricks, you know what I'm saying? You know, but to each his own, the record itself, more importantly, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely a toxic-ass song. And to sample song cry is always a good thing. At least that's what I thought. You know what I'm saying? Like when Aubrey did it and I heard him kill the song cry sample, I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? So when I saw Division get the sample clear and they got the sample cleared from the God, you know, they did the whole text message thread to show hove communications and all that shit, you know what I'm saying? And the song comes out and it's like, bruh, (laughs) it's like a it's like a quintessential fraternity record you know what i'm saying like i can hear that on the dorm halls blasting 90 volume trash record was terrible like i see a lot of people had issues with the fact that it was focusing on the toxicity as far as the subject matter that's one thing My issue mainly is the song in general. Like, it was just terrible. Like, the musicality of it was lacking. And it was produced by JD and Brian Michael Cox, who are legends. That shit right there is, like, fathoming. Like, how do you get that out of them? You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, everybody can't make a hit every time. But it's like, damn. Like, you ain't think you was going to get that and it's going off the song cry sample yeah it was just all around terribleness you know what i'm saying i'm sure the album from division as a whole would be overall great but that song being picked as the single going off the nostalgic route with the song cry of course was not a good move and if you look at the video the it's a part where they did a slow motion seen walking through the hallway like singing the rec it was very nasty like it was just nasty (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) but shout out to division man because i'm pretty sure division out there doing their shit but personally that shit was terrible i hope we hear better than that as far as division and you know what i'm saying and besides the meg record like i said because futures on that you got division of course album wise mac miller actually released a new Post album is called "I Love Life. Thank you, you know what I'm saying, and that's a dope collection of work, and it's good to see new content from the God Malcolm and Rest in Peace to the Brother, you know what I mean, and as far as other albums, more importantly, you know what I'm saying, I mean, I don't really think anything is trumping this one, but everybody know to clear the way, clear the path for beyonce Janelle Knowles Carter. You know what I'm saying? Because on the 29th, that album Renaissance is coming out and the Beehive will be out, you know what I'm saying? And about. And they're going to make sure that album is rocking. And I'm pretty sure the album is going to be, you know, kind of fire. And I'm getting dance hall slash Afro beats, you know, type of vibes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm hoping we don't get the, you know, the, the freedom writer Beyonce you know what I'm saying because uh, you know legend goat, all that but niggas is tired of that shit you know what I mean so if she goes back to her you know R&B slash dance slash house music Katandra vibes then you know we can rock with that you know what I'm saying but at the end of the day come the 29th niggas know that shit about to blow the fuck up and it's Beyonce week at this point. You know what I'm saying? So other artists, if y'all planned on dropping, y'all might as well hold it. You know what I mean? And I don't even give a fuck if your album was a thousand percent ready. You better postpone that motherfucker and come up with an excuse. You better say sample clearance or some shit. You know what I mean? And your album probably don't even have no fucking samples. But you still gotta clear it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But all that shit out there, man, and of course you still got all the, you know, previous albums for this current year that's still popping off, you know, the vent staples. Push Pusha T's, you know what I'm saying, Kendrick's, of course, I'm still on Kendrick, I would not, not listen to Kendrick, you know, as far as that album, but at the moment, niggas know that Mrs. Carter is coming, and she's gonna arrive, you know what I mean, and damn, almost forgot, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause we we ain't trying to be trash at for the love. We all about progression and positivity and agua drinking. You know what I'm saying? But Lloyd Banks dropped his recent album called The Curse of the eventable to Fire. You know what I'm saying? Now motherfuckers that know me knew I was raised off G Unit bars and Lloyd Banks and 50 bars and Yeo bars. You get know what I'm saying? So to see this man that's representing the Umbrella Junior, even drop body of work, is already amazing. You know, personally, Lloyd Banks is one of the most underrated artists in this hip hop shit. And the only motherfucker I can think of outside of him is AZ. You know what I'm saying? But Lloyd Banks is absolutely underrated. And I used to have felt like that back in the early 2000s. So to even go from there to this current album and with the album you know what I'm saying, because of course we keeping it about the content, you know what I'm saying, the album is fire, you know what I mean, he did a, a perfect job keeping it not outdated, you know what I'm saying, because a lot of motherfuckers, a lot of legacy acts, you know what I'm saying, and, and a lot of previous uh rappers and shit, they don't do a good job adapting to the current like atmosphere i'm not saying that you have to sound like these trap motherfuckers and these drill niggas but it's like y'all don't adapt to the current sound like nine times out of ten y'all come off as outdated and it's like that shit ain't gonna be digestible you know what i mean so bank's album is fire i gave it a solid nine you know what i mean off first listen i'm pretty sure it's gonna be an album where you give it time and the more you listen to it the better so those type of body of work is, like, great for me, you know what I mean? And shout out to Banks. Anything you drop is, you know what I'm saying, a good thing on my book. And I'm just looking for more work, man. I'm really looking for more mixtapes now. I know that sounds wild because nigga just gave us an album and nigga's just doubling back, like, oh, where the a mixtape. But I want to see a mixtape because with a mixtape, you can freely express your content and your bars rather than the album, it's like you taking that time structuring and all that shit. You know, a mixtape tape is like, you know what I'm saying, to see him go back to the money in the bank atmosphere and that mindset would be dope, you know what I'm saying? But that's a personal thing, you know? But you had to be outside for that, you know what I'm saying? But cop that shit, stream it, you know, and that's all these albums and singles. Check Meg a uh, single. Dochi has a single with scissor, I heard, you know what I'm saying? That's dope. And even um Christian Combs, man, Diddy son, man, got a record with Kodak, man, and of course he's sampling. He's sampling another '90s record. He's sampling "Crush on You," and it's like the formula, but it's working. So if it's working, then fuck it. You know what I mean? I kind, I, I low key want to see an original song from the Good Brother, but if that's his cup of tea and it's working, then do your shit, man, because the song is alright. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But It's hard for it to not be alright right when you're remaking a classic, you know what I mean? And Kodak, of course, is Yak, so you know, but I think that's pretty much like it for the music part, man. Cause, like, you know, and oh, CMG, man, shout shout out to CMG. They dropped their um, collaboration album as far as the label with Yo Gotti and Mozzie, Money Yo, Black Youngster, you know, you got Black Boy JB and. Glorilla shout out to Glorilla you know what I'm saying and, cause a lot of motherfuckers is trying to shit on her for signing 500,000 but ask me this answer this question do you have 500,000 dollars you know what I mean just let that marinate you know but shout out to the CMG team and shout out to the industry too man because it's funny that I'm seeing now motherfuckers in the industry looking for Memphis rappers <laughs> you know what I mean so but album is dope looking for more shit and we here. And damn, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm being trash today for y'all on the pod, man. You know, we 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 a little disorganized that for the love, but you know, joy Badass two thousand is officially out and I'ma come clean. I'ma come clean, y'all, cause you know I keep it funky in here. This is an album of the year contender, yo. And this is off the first two listens. I was able to listen to it in its entirety twice. I'm liking the Larry June record, and I'm liking the record that he has a West Side Gun. Very dope. His features is dope. It's very limited features, but those are, you know, make sense features. And the songs are fire. He's keeping it in essence to the 99 mixtape when he came out originally. And his chemistry with Status Selector is actually surprising in a good way because it's a good tandem like um, Hit Boy and Nas. Like, we didn't expect that to gel the way it's gelling so that needs to be looked at in the future for Joey and that album to me is in the album of the year contender with Pusha T Kendrick and Vince Staples actually Vince Staples was my favorite album of the year this year I would say because that was like one of the best albums as far as production to me from top down and as far as favorite. It's definitely Vince Stables, and of course, Pusha T being hometown, and a lo- so it's a little biased with that, and then Kendrick, overall, would have to get the album of the year, to me, is really between Kendrick and Pusha T, but what Joey Badass just gave us with the album 2000 is absolutely in that category for album of the year, at least in my opinion, is definitely that great of an album as far as listening, and he is back you know what i'm saying to keep it a buck you know it may sound cliche but he's actually back to the joey badass that we know as far as pro era and you know what i'm saying and shout out to joey man but of course that's that does it with the music but man listen man i done peeped some shit out online on these internets word to timmy turner and look okay now on dumb nigga news you know what i'm saying aka random shit Hey, son, this shit got me crying, man. I cannot believe I'm, like, reading this shit, son. Like, it is is a Texas professor, first and foremost. Do they have his name? Yes, they have his name. And I have to say this because I want the world to know this dumbass nigga name. His name is Professor Timothy Florage. That's F-A-R-A-G-E. I want to pronounce his last name right. So if I am pronouncing your last name wrong, I do apologize in that regard because I do respect people's names and how it's spelled and announced. However, I don't respect this nigga. He is a bozo, aka a queerdo. And what a queerdo is, is a motherfucker that has nothing to do with their lives but center their lives around homosexuality. I want you to let that marinate. You know what I'm saying? Now, of course, What he did was state to have a cure for homosexuality. (laughs) I'm going to say it again, son. Like, this nigga proposed a end quote cure for homosexuality. He found the light to cure the gayness, y'all. Like, I want y'all to understand that with his studies, it ain't no more gay shit no more, B. You know what I mean? I'm just astounded you know what I'm saying but of course um getting back into the situation again this professor he represents the University of Texas at Dallas and that's not to confuse y'all with the University of Texas the Longhorns but of course this man is a professor nonetheless and his proposed suggestion is of course the definition of homophobia you know what I'm saying so from this man this is what he says and i quote from his twitter page can we at least try to find a cure for homosexuality especially among men homosexual men have anal sex which can lead to a variety of diseases <laughs> nyc reveals that 95 percent of monkeypox patients in the big apple are men and after that below his tweet He shows a diagram that I guess shows the percentage of money monkey pots from sex with men. So pretty much, he's assinuating that that ninety-five percent of monkey pots coming from men is from homosexual sex. You know what I'm saying? Or men having sex. And that leads to me to ask the question of why does that matter <laughs> to you? Like, are you having butt sex, my nigga? Like, <laughs> and 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 into the ABC community, the, the L- LGBT community. Um, I do you know apologize if my laughter is making y'all feel some type of way. But at the same time, the shit is hilarious, so I kind of don't mean that. You know what I'm saying? Because what's funny is fucking funny, and personally. The fact that this man solely made it a uh, agenda to focus on homosexuality when you're not homo is kind of homo, <laughs> you know, but I mean, and I don't, I don't get it with y'all niggas, man, because if you ask me, the gayest shit in the world is thinking about another gay nigga, you know what I'm saying? But that's, you know, what do I know? I'm just a little straight mean, you know what I mean? I'm going a, I'm to a live through my line, you know what I mean? <laughs> but now. It just came to my phone and it's fucking me up because the Vince McMahon and I mean the Vince McMahon has officially retired y'all now for the people that don't know Vince McMahon is of course the CEO slash chairman slash founder well founder is wrong he definitely inherited it from his pops but it's definitely a family business as far as the wrestling business and this is for the WWE You know what I'm saying? Now, apparently it has came out that Vince McMahon had a lot of settlements throughout his tenure as the WWE boss. Apparently those settlements relates to harassment claims, sexual harassment claims and other things in that sort. Now, I say that to say if you are an avid wrestling fan more so during the Attitude Era, which was WWF, you've seen a lot of segments on screen that was questionable. You get what I'm saying? Like one for instance when Vince McMahon had everybody kissing his ass and he almost embarrassed Trish Stratus on ring until the Rock came out and saved him and made him kiss Raikishi's ass. And speaking of Raikishi, that's one in itself cuz as far as I'm concerned, I don't care how much money you offer me, I'm not eating no other man's ass, you know what I'm saying? Respectfully. And shout out to Raikishi, but again, saying that to say that Vince McMahon had to be wild because for you to, in quote, retire and more so step down and be forced to step down is a very telling thing, especially for Vince McMahon because I would have never thought in a million years that he would have ended the tenure this way, at least. It would have been, I thought, like a passing of the torch, more so the Triple H, like, here, this is yours now, I'm done. And he's, you know, approaching his 80s, so. It was only a matter of time. Is just the fact that he was kind of legally forced. And if you ask me, given the opportunity and privilege to even fucking retire with such claims, you know what I'm saying? Because I wonder if my black ass was in that situation, if I had the opportunity to, in quote, retire. You know what I'm saying? But again, I conclude all that to say, you know, shout out to Shasta Banks in Naomi, you know what I'm saying? Because I it's just kinda hilarious how this whole popped off after that little situation. And at and at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? If you nasty, just know that nasty shit is gonna come back to the form, you know what I mean? Word man. But I think that's that that's just about it on a nasty talk. It's just kinda wild to see the vince man actually step down. I mean, again, if you are avid wrestling fan, this motherfucker been in the game forever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like your whole life, for the most part. So it's it's definitely like um don't want to say bittersweet, but it's like you know you gotta recognize when it's time to move the fuck on. It's just the how part is like damn, like he really was forced by these nasty allegations to step down, and that really means. With all that being said, from what I just said, that he had to do it because if he was like forcibly retired, then it's like shit. We gonna imagine what was happening behind the scenes, especially from the things that we saw on tv you feel me to each his own man we here no i mean but sticking with the random shit apparently it's a pink sauce phenomenon going on right now man you know shout out to her name is chef p she's a private chef and apparently it's a new situation where it's called the pink sauce the sauce is used to add flavor to your variety of foods. It's on TikTok, so it's popping off through TikTok and apparently people are putting this pink sauce in their foods. So you get, you know, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A and things like that as far as fries. I haven't tried it. I don't know what the fuck it tastes like. Personally, I'm not putting anything pink, anything pink towards my food. It looked like pepto bismol and apparently again like I said it's supposed to enhance flavor and this "in quote secret sauce which is called the pink sauce is made with sunflower seed oil dragon fruit chili honey garlic pink Himalayan sea salt and milk you get what I'm saying so those are the ingredients now according to the creator of the sauce is still a healthy option you know what I'm saying and they are looking For a large rollout of this shit, so don't be surprised when you scroll through your aisles at your local stores and you see that pink sauce. And at the end of the day, if it's black owned, then definitely support it. Fuck it, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to the chefs out there providing the sauce. You know what I mean? Because everybody out here loves sauce. And then as far as the restaurant motherfuckers, we not paying a dollar twenty five for no damn sauce. You better grow up. You know what I mean? Respectfully, no disrespectfully. You know. Now, with that being said, you know y'all already know what time it is. Seven five seven sounds, baby. We at for the love, and you know we share that local talent. You know what I'm saying? And like Pharrell said, it's something in the water for real. But this episode, we going in the slow bag, baby. You know what I mean? We got we got the good sister, Amani. I don't want to butcher her name. What's your name, beloved? Amani Tamara, Tamira, excuse me. Amani Tamira. Shout out to the queen, first and foremost, representing Newport News. She in the peninsula side, you know what I'm saying? She did a rendition. Now, this rendition is fire, man. Now, she did a rendition, of course, to Scissor's shirt record. You know what I'm saying? Now, a lot of people didn't hear that record. If you didn't, go on YouTube, do you? you know, your due diligence, but this good sister right here did her own version and it's fire. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, this is again 757 Sounds. And the good sister goes by Amani Tamira. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you. And the song is called Shirt. Let's get it, baby. Love. Crazy Ain't the word you wanna say around me Ain't you had enough? You allowed to see me How you me? I shouldn't talk so loud Cause you used my words to hurt me Feeling so unworldly What's that about? I should sit this one now But you know what you're when My reaction you pursued it Like what, damn, baby? You ain't let me. Fast lane, I'ma merge. Drove up on the curb, threw that thing in reverse. Tell me, baby, what's what? Do me wrong and deserve me. And while we got it going on? I just had to let you know that you could never blame me, baby. Blame blame me, baby. Listen man, I'm trying to tell y'all man These 757 sounds, we ain't fucking playing man You know what I'm saying, that's what I'm talking about that was the good sister, Amani Tamara. Shout out to you, sis. You know what I'm saying? That sh- song is fire. I love that rendition. And I'm, of course, looking for more of that work. You get what I'm saying? And, of course, come down to For the Love, because we would love to have you on the pod. You know what I'm saying? To speak more of your talent. And for the people out there, again, her name is Amani Tamara. Check her out on DSPs, YouTube, et cetera, and all the socials. You know what I'm saying? And big her up, man. Get the numbers up, you know? Because this is for the love. we all about roses and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And roses activities. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the ladies out there. Word. But, you know, again, episode 3 6. Shout out to. BET because growing up in virginia the channel for BET was 36 i don't know what that means but it's just a fun fact you know what i'm saying just take that information and do what you want you know but to each his own and i say that to say drink your water of course you know and for the kids out there just know that at the end of the day summer is coming to an end and school is beginning (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man, but real talk, enjoy each day of the summer for what's left, you know what I'm saying, appreciate each moment that you have, because tomorrow's not promised, and hug your loved ones, man, because, you know, you don't know how long that may be, you know what I'm saying, and as far as more inspirational talk, you know, stop wearing dirty shoes, man, and dirty socks, you know what I'm saying, just wash your ass, you know, just getting tired of y'all niggas smelling like train smoke, and it's bothering me, and Being that it's hot as shit outside, why y'all niggas wearing hoodies? The next nigga, the next little nigga I see with a hoodie on, I'm snuffing that nigga straight up. Cause there's no reason you should be wearing that shit. Like if I see you outside, I'm just gonna straight up rob you, allegedly. And I'm not gonna take nothing but the hoodie. I don't want your money. I don't want your iPhone. I don't want your AirPods. I don't want your $200 sneakers. I'm gonna take your $25 hoodie and I'm gonna ball that shit up and I'm gonna flame it. You know what I'm saying? Because you need to grow up. You know what I'm saying? Wear some shorts and some fucking socks and a t shirt like it's hot, nigga. You feel me? And all that being said, my rant is over. I want to thank all the supporters and listeners yet again. Y'all definitely loved. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it from the God and the good car. You know what I'm saying? 757. Y'all stay blessed out there. Keep the crime rate down. You know what I mean? And you know just social distance stay the fuck away from me because i'm gonna knock you the fuck out you know what i mean but on that note episode 36 love y'all god bless